Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car. I With Amanda Howland and Robert McKnight. Ah, hello there and welcome to Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. We are well into Season 12 now. Thank you for joining us and thank you for all your support, which you can, of course, do at patreon.com slash mwmconfessions. For as little as $5, you can contribute, get bonus material and early access to the brand new episodes. One person who's bringing us those brand new episodes is, of course, the Serial Killer Whisperer, Amanda Howard. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Robert. You said that we're well into season 12, but you're not well yourself, though, so... (laughs) No, I'm a little croaky. In fact, we had to delay the recording because of my voice. I had the cold, but I've had the COVID test. I know that I don't have COVID. (laughs) I've done the test, so don't worry. Yeah, well, you're in Queensland. It's just the rest of us that that are dealing with it. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Um, Amanda, this case that we're doing, Ryan Waller, is really fascinating fascinating to me. I cannot wait to see the twists and turns. You've promised me twists and turns as we go forward. Oh, there is so many twists and turns coming in. So many people are DMing me saying, I think this is what's happening or I think that's what's happening. No one has guessed it. So people that already know are keeping the secret too. So it's been really wonderful that there's been a bit of a guess who ha- happening across our Facebook group. So it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun this week. I wish we would done it in one episode, but as usual, we always have too much information, <laughs> so we do spread it out. But oh, I just cannot wait to see the conclusion. Yeah, Amanda had planned for it to be one episode and it was easily to. Uh, it's interesting you say those people reacting to you. They're, of course, the people who subscribe to the video through Uscreen, uh, and you can do that at uh, mwm.uscreen.io, of course, and who listen to the podcast in Patreon and get early access because when we're recording this episode, it hasn't been on the free stream. So all those people are interacting with you early because of their generous, uh, generous subscriptions they're taking out with us. So again, seriously, it means a lot to me that people do that. And it's great that they can have that interaction with you because on the $10 tier, they get to talk to you on Facebook directly. <laughs> they do. And uh, we also have had the $10 tier and up. I actually have a secret gore group. So that's where we actually look at violent crimes 
on video, raw, live, just sort of seeing what's happening and going through uh, cause of deaths and how some people are still alive when horrible things have happened to them. So there is this sort of side split now as well for uh, our Patreon subscribers too. So I'm, I'm, I'm building an empire. <laughs> so. You are. And if that's not worth the price of admission, I don't know what is. All right, Amanda, we will get to our psychological profile of the week with Ryan Waller shortly. But first, let's take a look at the news. And Michael Gargiulo, the so-called Hollywood ripper and the boy next door killer, has been sentenced to death for killing and mutilating two Southern California women, including one who died hours before she was set to go out with Ashton Kutcher. CBS2 News in Los Angeles has more. Michael Gargiulo was convicted of stabbing and mutilating Ashley Ellerin in 2001 before her date with actor Ashton Kutcher that night. He also killed Maria Bruno in 2005 inside her El Monte apartment. Before the judge handed down his sentence, the lone survivor of Gargiulo's attacks, Michelle Murphy, and Ashley Ellerin's father told the court how one man destroyed so many lives. The date of Ashley's murder, even the entire month of February, is a hard month for me and my family. Forget about enjoying the Grammys held that night on the night of Ashley's death. February 21st, 2001 is the day the music died for Cynthia and me. This monster exists among us. How is it fair that one person's actions can destroy the lives of so many? Gargiulo is also awaiting trial in Illinois, where he was charged in 2011 with killing an 18-year-old woman who was repeatedly stabbed on the front doorstep. Prosecutors there say the victim was the sister of one of Gargiulo's childhood friends. Now, Amanda, I was reading a little bit about his lawyers. They've been desperately making attempts to stop uh, the death sentence, haven't they? They have, but um, in US law, they actually have to. So they have to fight against the death penalty. If they don't, then ah. he can have an appeal on an inadequate counsel. So it's it's, it's an auto-appeal, basically, that happens. But, yeah, of course, they're actually going to uh, fight for the man's survival. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how it goes with this extra case because um, he has denied all culpability and, and keeps going on, on that he's innocent and all of that. And it's been such a huge case because of Ashton Kutcher's involved. And he said that's basically why he's been convicted because of Ashton Kutcher, not because of, of, of these victims, which is quite sad, but that's actually the truth. Um, but I think he's going to see a couple more years in prison before he does uh, get the death sentence anyway. But I just think it's, it's interesting that uh, you didn't realise that they actually have to appeal and they have to fight mm. against they're actually not allowed to go, yeah, you know, he's he's been found guilty, that's it. They actually have to continue that fight. They, they can't give up when it seems like it's the end. Well, the reason I didn't know that is because the news articles I read never put it in those terms. They just pointed out the lawyers were fighting it and looking for technical issues with the trial and retrials and all that kind of stuff. At no point did any of those articles say that that is what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. that, that's their job. That's why we have you, the serial killer whisperer, to keep us informed. <laughs> All 
All right, let's move on. Because a serial killer who murdered five women in Suffolk in the UK in 2006 has reportedly been arrested on suspicion of murdering a teenager who went missing on her way home from a nightclub nearly 22 years ago. The naked body of Victoria Hall, 17, was found in a ditch on 24 September 1999, five days after she was last seen alive in Flexistow. Suffolk police reopened their investigation in 2019 after receiving fresh witness information. They announced that a man had been arrested on Wednesday morning on suspicion of murder, with the Telegraph reporting that man was Steve Wright. The 63-year-old is currently serving a whole-life tariff for the murder of five women, was arrested at Long Larton Prison in Worcester, and Amanda, I know I didn't say that word right, it is on, uh, as a word said, Worcester, but they call it Worcester or something, don't they? Worcester. 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 So anyone that... <laughs> Anyone that has Worcestershire sauce, they just call it Worcester. Um, I love Worcestershire okay. sauce on potato chips, and I, <laughs> yeah. I call it Worcestershire sauce. I don't call it Worcester sauce. Yeah. So anyway, I've learned something. <laughs> you two for two. I'm I'm a bit of an Anglophile, so you know that I that there's things like that I I sort of pick up on. But I could be proven wrong. Believe me, I will get emails anyway. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad we've tackled the big issue about this um, subject matter. But um, on on the issue of this uh, investigation, this could finally be justice for the family. Yeah, it could be. And and the best part about it is is that they actually had arrested and put another man on trial many years ago on this case. So for them to sort of turn around and, and suddenly say that they've arrested a serial killer for it, it's actually quite interesting. So this family has been up and down for, for many, many years going through that, that last trial and now that there's more charges being set ag- against Wright. You know, it, it's been really, really hard for them. I, I know that it's hard for anyone in, in this situation, but they thought they had their man, you know, I think it was about a decade ago and now it's just like wow it's was that that man jailed or what happened with him no he was he was found not guilty in a half hour um jury session so they they threw it out very quickly so but that family still had to go through that whole entire trial and everything to then have the man found innocent which is fantastic that the court set system did work there but um now they're actually facing a serial killer who's had these extra charges put against him Mm, Okay, Uh, moving on. And the deaths of two women in Atlanta on the same day has led to fears that a serial killer is on the loose. One case involves the brutal murder of 40-year-old Catherine Janice, who was found stabbed multiple times. In the second case, Tori Lang, 18, was found shot to death in Yellow River Park. The gruesome nature of the first case has led to a lot of local media coverage. To give you a snapshot of that coverage, here's a report from News Nation. Atlanta police leaning on the FBI in its search for who killed Katie Janess and her dog Bowie. The pair were found brutally stabbed early Wednesday morning just inside the gates of Piedmont Park and I've seen investigators describe as gruesome. There's nobody that I could even imagine that would have a bone to pick with Katie to that magnitude. Janess was a bartender at a local restaurant not far from the park. Friends say it wasn't uncommon for her to walk her dog alone at night. But Tuesday night, things were different. 
she'd gone for a stroll, but by 1 a.m., her longtime partner, Emma Clark, grew worried because she hadn't made it home. Using a cell phone app, she tracked Janess down and made the grim discovery. Emma is hurting. I wouldn't want anyone to have to go through what we went through the last 60 hours. Clark's father, Joe, says their family is devastated. The pair had been together for seven years. Police have said little about whether they think this was targeted or random, but Clark's father says it was an act of hate. There is a monster on the loose in Atlanta, Georgia, that the gay community in Atlanta should be very fearful. A social media post which has gone viral suggested those two cases are linked in addition to a third case and were the work of a serial killer. Authorities have refuted those reports in the strongest possible way. Here's Eleven Alive with the facts. Yeah, that post on social media has started a rumor about a serial killer, but we are here to bust that myth for you this morning. Let me show you the post. We have had to blur all of the words because almost all of it is misinformation. That has been shared thousands of times and it tries to tie together the stabbing of Katie Janice in Piedmont Park last week to the death of Tori Lang, the girl who was found in a stone mountain park on the same day and another death in Norcross a couple of days later. But right off the bat, police tell us there is no information information to support this claim. Norcross police sent us the statement saying it's all Facebook rumors. The body they found wasn't a woman or dismembered in any way. They haven't even said whether their case is a homicide. Gwinnett County police have also shut down the rumor. The truth is that very few details have been released in Janice and Ling's cases and a former officer turned attorney says that could be for a number of reasons. The last thing you want is to come out and provide misinformation uh, to the public. And of course, that's recorded. And then uh, at trial, trying to prove something totally different. Uh, criminal defense attorney is going to jump all over that. Now, that social media post also claims Janice, the woman stabbed in Piedmont Park, was identified by her tattoos. But that's not true either. Lang, the woman found in a stone mountain park, was identified by her tattoos. So another reminder, you should be very careful about the information you read online. And the age of social media, Chrissy, we cannot hear that reminder enough. Thank you. Amanda, I've got to say, I'm usually very sceptical when police say it's not the work of a serial killer so quickly because uh, we know, we've talked about this, that that tactic yep. is used to allay fears in the community and keep their investigation quiet. I actually do believe them this time. Yeah, well, it's interesting because last week we did a news item on another serial killer trio in um, in a similar area in Atlanta. Yeah. So, um, and the, the police come out quite quickly and said, yes, we believe that the, these cases are linked and not so much a serial killer that though it is because if, if these people are found guilty of three cases, well, then it makes them a serial killer team. But, yeah, um, the fact that they're saying that this isn't, you know, I... I'd like to hope that it's not because we, we don't want to think that there is someone out there. Um, I'm devastated that her, her partner found her by going through her phone. That was amazing um, but terrifying at the same time. But um, we get these things. Uh, this is not the first time that we've been uh, forwarded emails saying, you know, that there's a serial killer. I mean, when, when Derek Todd Lee was um, arrested in Baton Rouge, the same thing was saying, oh, don't go out at night because you'll hear a sound of a baby crying and, and you go out to look for and Derek Toddley is, is going to come and grab you. So this is not new and it's been chain letters before that and all those sort of stuff. So people just like to sort of get involved and, and they try and manipulate things. And this is how we, we can prove that you can't trust everything you read. And things like this that are so sensational, people
people are going to go, oh, my God, you know, I know someone who knows someone who used to live there kind of thing. Mm. And so it sort of keeps going and going and going. It's like that, oh, my God, guys, that serial killer horoscope thing, it hit our page again this week and everyone jumped on it. But, I mean, we we need to then provide the counterbalance to that. We can't just leave it as it's a rumour, ignore it. We have to say be, be mindful and not share it and question all of this stuff because if it's coming from a friend of a friend of someone who knew someone and it's a photocopy of something from four years ago, I mean, guys, please don't. Just 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 think about it or come and ask me. I'm happy to answer <laughs> questions. Uh, is it dangerous, a post like this, or is it just it doesn't hold much weight? No, it's very, very dangerous because then people start um, ringing the police and saying, oh, you know, the guy next door went out to his bin at 10 o'clock at night and he usually does it at 9 o'clock at night. And people start ringing the police because they heard a noise or, you know, the, the, the dog scratched their, their back door and they assumed that someone was coming into the house. And people, oh, I'm not going to go into the gun battle, um, but people can, can get shot because, uh, you know, a wife thinks her husband's walking through the front door and, you know, she thinks it's going to be a serial killer because he should have been home an hour ago. It, it, it can uh, risk lives and if police are sort of doing a surreptitious sort of investigation they don't want people out there and looking and seeing what they're doing because sometimes and it even happened with Ivan Malat people were ringing the police saying there's all these weird cars going up and down our street and it was the police actually casing the man's house so um, we need to let police do what they do they will tell us and ask us if they need information on these cases um, some some don't we know that some of them do have have those closed links and they will refute any sort of serial killer case but in Atlanta we've seen previously that they will come forward and say look these these cases are linked so um, I think we can give them the benefit of, of the doubt now but yeah it can certainly be very very dangerous okay fascinating thank you Amanda in a moment we will continue the interrogation of Ryan Waller and see what twists and turns will come our way you are watching or even listening to Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car, but I had to. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. In our last episode, we started watching the police interrogation of Ryan Waller. Waller immediately became the main suspect in the death of his girlfriend, 21-year-old Heather Kwan. Kwan's family had asked police to check in on their daughter after she had failed to show up for Christmas celebrations. Amanda, give us a quick recap on what we've seen and heard so far. Well, what we've seen so far is the beginning of the interrogation of Ryan Waller. So he's actually been brought into the police staff station after several hours. He has his 
ugly black eye. He's in mm. a white coveralls because they had uh, removed his, his clothing. The first thing they did actually was um, do tests on his feet. Now, we actually see him walk into this room, so his feet were all over that police station floor. But anyway, um, and they sort of go at him quite hard once that they began. Dalton uh, has been asking many different questions of him and Ryan's answers have been really confused and he would go back and answer previous questions but he continues to beg to go to sleep. He's mm. extremely tired, extremely confused and that's where we're up to. <laughs> I don't want to go too far. <laughs> you don't want to spoil it. Well, it's been a confusing interrogation. Uh, so let's pick up where we left off. The interrogation continues in its confusing state. I don't know. Do you know Eric's girlfriend? Yeah, what's her name? Heather? Eric's girlfriend's Heather? Mm hmm. Okay. Alicia, the girl that lives in your house. Mm hmm. Do you know who she is? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, what about her? Do you remember what time she came home last night? Not really, why? I'm just asking. I don't. I really don't. Okay. She said when she came home last night, your eye was already like that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember letting her in the house? I think so. Was your eye already screwed up like that? It was later in the night after she got back. So like two in the morning, I was already sleeping though. Mm-hmm. So she got back at two in the morning? Yeah, I don't know from where. Okay. Do you usually keep the house all dark? Yes? Yes. Okay. Heather. You're saying that's Eric's girlfriend? Mm-mm. Or your girlfriend? Heather? Yeah. Mine. Heather's your girlfriend. All right. Was Heather over last night? Mm-hmm. All right. And Heather did this to you? What? Your eye. Uh-uh. Okay, who did that to you? Alicia. Alicia did that to you now? Mm-hmm. I swear. I'm not even lying, I swear. Okay. I'm confused. Um, at first, the detective says that Heather is his ex-girlfriend, then says Heather is Eric's girlfriend, then, but this guy, Ryan, his testimony has not changed. Alicia hit him. Heather's his girlfriend. Um... What, is Dalton an idiot here or what's going on? Uh, well, he is all over the place and Dalton's trying to keep up. Hang on, is Dalton, uh, do, you mean, do you mean Ryan's all over the place or Dalton? Because in that clip... Both of them are. Dalton seems all over the place and he can't keep a cross of A to B to C. It's always been Heather is Ryan's girlfriend. Alicia gave him the hit. How Eric comes into it, that's the first mention I've I've seen of it. But to call Heather his ex-girlfriend and then say Heather's Eric's girlfriend, is Dalton trying to confuse him or 
I, I don't know. I just found that ridiculous. The only credible person in that room right at that point in that clip was Ryan. Yeah, it's 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 quite amazing. And Dalton is actually writing all of this down. So we have those gaps where Ryan actually feels it by saying, I swear I'm not lying. You, you can see that this guy as a three-year-old kid saying the same thing. He is yeah. he is just sort of wanting to get out of there. But he does answer some of these questions correctly. Well, what he, he believes is correct. But Dalton is giving him the answer first. So he says, do you always keep the house dark? When Ryan didn't answer, Dalton says yes. And then Ryan says yes. So <laughs> yeah, there's a bit who of Who doesn't keep their house dark at midnight? Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> there's all of this sort of twisting and turning, but Dalton is making assumptions and mm. putting those words into Waller's mouth. And he's saying, yeah, of course, you know, like, yes, hey, come in later than that. And, 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 Heather was Eric's girlfriend and so there's all these different people that he sort of keeps bringing up and you know he he said in the last episode that um Heather was only 16 and we know that she's 21 you know all of this sort of stuff so um Dalton is making this more perplexing that it actually needs to be mm. but he's 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 making assumptions and putting then those answers in Ryan's mouth I'm not a fan. All right, Dalton then asks why Alicia would do that to him, but after a silence, makes a huge statement. Why would Alicia do this to you? Why? I have no idea. Were you mad at Alicia? No, I don't know why. I don't know why. She probably hit it on something. I don't know. She hit what on something? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just want to go to sleep, man. That's it. Hey, Ryan. Huh? Huh? There's what? a dead girl in your living room. She's dead? Yes. Okay. Um, that's a hell of a statement to end on. And that's it a is. surprising reaction from Ryan. Exactly. We are literally halfway through the interview. He's been custody for six hours and we usually sort of cut these interrogations down to nice bite-sized pieces. We have not left a second out of this at all. So this is all sort of live kind of thing that's happening. You know, and this is basically one of the first times that Dalton has said it. He said it earlier and there was no re response and now he's like, she's dead, but doesn't say who or what. And it's uh, Ryan is just so confused, but he just wants to go to sleep you know we we see them sort of twist and turn and everything but he's shocked by by that statement and so then we see that she uh, he again is repeating what Dalton is saying because he said she's dead and so Ryan was she's dead and so we're not knowing if that was actually real shock or if he's just sort of playing this parrot game and just sort of answering exactly the way the Dalton is giving it to him so 
there's a lot going on. <laughs> it's a it's a tough decision actually from an interrogator here because he's no not coherent. You don't know if he's just tired or he's been high on drugs. He he literally could have been high for three days leading up to this and hasn't had any sleep and now he's crashing. So you've yeah. got this idea that well if he's sleep deprived he might talk, but at the moment you're getting nothing of value out of him. It's a tough call whether you just let him sleep and try again. I understand why it's worth um, persisting with. But look, I'm interested in the fact that now Ryan seems to have some comprehension that there is a dead girl. I want to see how this changes the interview. Let's press on. Heather? I don't know. I want to know what happened in your house last night. The girl on the couch is dead? I don't know if she's on the couch, she's dead. Don's pretty angry there, and we're... I feel like we're starting to get a little bit of clarity from Wallace's response, so maybe it is good to push him and try to snap him out of it. Dalton then was like seething. You could mm. see the anger welling up in him. You know, you know, if she's on the couch, she's dead. And uh, yeah, it's it's like as if that was what Waller needed to actually snap out of this because instantly we can see that there's clarity. We we can see that he's gone. Hang on a sec. What's going on? He now realizes that he is in a police interview, and so he needs to now start playing this same game because he's just not cared until this point. And it could be, you know, three days on drugs because the last one that I was seeing was the 23rd and this is now the morning of, of the 26th so yeah. God knows what's happened in that time and so now he's saying you know she's dead and Dalton's now re ready to strike he now realizes that Waller is sitting up and listening well then Waller comes up with another story have a look and a listen at this well these people came over reaching his dad with shooting arrow bow and darts you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They hit me and her with those. That's it. And Heather wasn't there. And Eric wasn't there. It was just me and Heather. What was there? So, Amanda, now people are coming over shooting darts and Heather wasn't there and Eric wasn't there and it was only him and Heather. But this is very, very lucid. It is. He's 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 suddenly realizing that there is a gravity to what's going on. So uh, these days of wine and roses or, or whatever he was going through has now finished because that statement just sort of snapped him out of it mm. to a place that you know he's he's now doing interrogations. He's realizing where he is and what he has to do. And that happens when you're drunk. You can be in a daze, but something can snap you out of it. And I think we've seen that here. In fact, I think I talked about it last week. I was questioning why the severity of this wasn't snapping him out of it. We've seen that moment right now. But look, Dalton isn't believing a second of what Waller is saying. Have a look. You and Heather were there. And then what happened? And that's it. Richie and his dad tried to break in to the back. Richie and Dad? His dad? Mm-hmm. Who's Richie? I don't know. Well, you obviously know him. You know his name by he Richie. He used to live there. Was he a roommate of yours? He used to be. And they... They hit you and... They hit you? Yeah. Now it's Richie that hit you? Not Heather? No, Richie and his dad. Richie and his dad. 
<laughs> he never said Heather hit him, Dalton. He always said it was Alicia. But anyway, facts, they matter. Um, Amanda, <laughs> it was interesting, Dalton's reactions, those high inflections. Richie, his dad, I can't do high inflections with my voice at the <laughs> moment. Today, you Which, can't. <laughs> Richie, his dad, he's not believing any of this. If only he could get those little facts right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's so interesting that he is is not believing it. And so he's wanting more information about these people because Dalton has been in the house. He knows what happens. He has the story. He's just letting Walla waffle on and just see what he's, he's bringing up. Because let's face it, he is saying that a man and his father come into the house shooting bows and arrows. I mean good drugs i want some of them you know but it's just that he knows that what is going on is not what ryan is is now saying because he's been pretty sort of emphatic about that it was heather was there and alicia come in later and all, all of that so there is pieces of, of this story that he's he's keeping steady but every so often he gets this extra tangent that he goes off on and it's just more confusing statements and so dalton's now like you know how were these two extra people now like we had three people there then it was four then it was two then it was three and now we have two more people that makes it five or six people in there who knows and he's just letting Walla get all this out because he knows that in there are those tiny nuggets of truth that he's finding out the story because Dalton knows the story so let me ask you then is Dalton specifically getting the information wrong by saying oh it was Heather that hit you or is he just stuffing that up well, he is going off on what the evidence that was at the scene. We have um, Ryan looking like this. We have Heather dead on, on the lounge. How she's got killed, they've never actually said, and Walla hasn't actually asked that question either because that's something interesting that some people do, um, and we can go back to uh, the, Gypsy, the Gypsy Rose case, and she sort of asked, oh, what happened, which was a clever question to ask, but Ryan hasn't asked that question, which suggests that he knows what had happened, and Dalton has the story because he was at the scene alicia had come in had seen that um uh, heather was dead and and ryan was beaten up so so that's what is it dalton's belief from what he's seen at the scene that um it was heather that hit waller because waller's testimony has been that it was alicia he's never said that heather hit him so is dalton making uh, it confusing the issue or is it because dalton believes it was heather that hit him uh, Dalton has seen the scene. He, he knows that it was only the two of them there because Alicia said that Ryan's eye was already like that when she got home. Right. So gotcha. I don't know if she realised then that, that, that Heather was dead or just asleep. I don't know. But um, when the police turned up for this welfare check, Alicia said he already looked like that. So it was just yeah. those two. So Dalton knows, well, unless you don't want to believe Alicia, which could be another part of the puzzle. But, yeah, so Dalton knows that it was Heather and Ryan in a domestic Okay, so maybe Dalton is playing his own game and I'm just not keeping up. Maybe Dalton's ahead of me. Um, but look, Dalton does get frustrated as Walla changes the story once again. They hit you? Yes. Why? Because they're trying to get their stuff. I don't know why. And they had some kind of bow and arrows? Mm-hmm. They each had two revolvers and they didn't let off any shells. Okay, you just said they had bow and arrows. Now they have revolvers? That's what I meant. They have revolvers. They have revolvers? Yes. And then what happened? And then they shot us with those. 
They shot both of you? Yeah. Where'd they shoot you at? I got shot in the eye. You got shot in the eye? I think so. With a revolver? I think. I don't know, man. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, this is getting a little bit strange. So Waller is now saying it was Richie and his dad. Now, of course, he was saying that it was a bow and arrows, and now it's they shot guns and they shot him in the eye. The story is getting crazy, but I'm trying to piece together what he might be saying. It has that feeling at times where you're trying to you're drunk or whatever and you're trying to get your story across and it's very frustrating when the person you're talking to doesn't know what you mean you know yes yes it was a shotgun but you said bow and arrows yes you know because in your head you're not distinguishing between the two this guy is obviously on something there's no or coming down from something there's no doubt in my mind but how much more crazy can this story get amanda uh, it's going to get very, very crazy. So you have no idea where this is going. So it's about to get even more interesting. I am like, I just, I can't wait. This is amazing. So oh, Well, you stop talking because uh, I'm going to get into it. <laughs> Dalton's frustrations continue and he comes out and just asks the most important question. Then what happened? Oh, no. You don't know a lot. Brian? I don't, man. I really don't. Did you shoot Heather? Mm-mm. I heard you have a lot of guns in your house. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Well, you know we're going to look. Mm-hmm. Brian, why don't you tell me what really happened there? Because I don't believe... I really don't know, man. I really don't. I don't know. I can tell you anything, I swear. Well, I want you to tell me the truth. That's all I want. Richie and his dad came there. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why, but they put me in sleeping hold. And, like, they put me in sleeping hold with the arrows and shit. Like, I lived through the sh- that crap. Okay, they, they put you in a sleeping hold? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I well, really don't. I don't know, man. You're telling me they put you in a sleeping hold. What is a sleeping hold? I don't know. Well, explain it. And I'm coming out of your mouth. Explain that to me. What's a sleeping hole? I really don't know, man. I really don't. I really don't know. I'm so intrigued by this because when he's there answering those questions like, did you shoot Heather? It's like, no, of course I didn't. Like, it it comes across like it's such a stupid question for you to ask me. He's so dismissive. He's not even trying to convince Dalton. Ryan is there literally just, no, you know, like, do you have guns? No. You know, like, it's not even thinking. It's not even protesting. I gotta say, and and the problem is, I know there's a twist, and I'm trying to guess the twist, and I don't know what the <laughs> twist is. But I would actually, at this stage, I sort of feel like, well, I didn't do it. Okay. But you have to remember what you're seeing here because when you're seeing him answer sometimes and sometimes not. So his I don't knows come very, very quickly. But then other words he says after a bit of thought process. So we're seeing a bit of long-term and short-term memory answers. So uh, 
Heather, he knows who Heather is because they've been together long term. But the last three days are a blur to him. And so he's seeing things and whatever trip he's he's been on, he's been um, thinking about all these weird and wonderful things. And, and your brain can do weird things when it's injured. So we mm. can see that he has this black eye. So however he got this black eye has affected his memory. And so what we're seeing is that he's trying to piece things together. And as you said, when people are drunk and everything, yeah, yeah, mate, you're my best friend. I know who you are and you have no idea. And this is what we do. So he's trying to put pieces into this. But Dalton isn't asking the same question. So, so when Ryan goes down this I don't know path, Ryan doesn't go for our next question. He just sort of sits and, and continues to wait. He doesn't sort of try another point or, you know, well, how about this? Did this happen? Or can you tell me more about Richie? Or where was Alicia when this was happening? Mm. And all He's not asking enough questions. So when Ryan shuts down and says, I don't know, he's not pushing that. So it, it's very frustrating to see that he's not he's, – he, he, he knows the story, but he's not getting what he needs from um, Ryan. And at the same time, Ryan doesn't know what he's getting right and wrong because there's no sort of uh, tete-a-tete happening. So um, it's, yeah, it's very confusing at this point. I know that. I can't wait to see where it goes. And if it turns out uh, uh, Waller is completely guilty, I'll cut that last bit out so I don't look like an idiot. Uh, (laughs) um, Look, let's see where Dalton goes next with Waller. Okay. You're telling me you're you're all over the board here, number one. You're saying bows and arrows, you're saying revolvers, and you're saying some other thing, and you're saying they shot you in the eye. Okay. They shot you with a revolver in your eye. Yes. And that's Is it. it a BB gun? No, it was a real gun, man. It was just a revolver. They shot you in the eye with a revolver. You wouldn't be talking to me right now. How do you know? It was most likely you'd be dead. That's what I thought too, man. I really don't know. Okay. I really don't know, and I just want to go back to sleep and try to go back to bed. You're not going back to bed, okay? That's not going to happen. All right, but what happened, man? What am I going to do? Just tell me what i got to do. I get your feet off my chair is number one. Number two, what happened to Heather? I don't know, man. I really don't. You're now saying Richie and his dad shot Heather. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yes. And they shot her with a revolver. Yes. And did not use any gun. They came with those guns. Mm-hmm. And they came through the where? They were breaking through it? Through the back. Through the back? By your door or is there another door? Through the back door. Through the back door? Is that off the kitchen? Mm-hmm. know if they were on a bender for a couple of days well we don't know what was happening over those couple of days so it's interesting to see how it has gone because there's definitely something going on yeah and look i've got to say that (laughs) yes of course if he was shot in the eye he would be dead but if he's been hit with the you know the handle of the revolver in the eye uh he's he's not articulating himself very well i I think we can all agree he's he's come down off something whether it's alcohol drugs whatever so the fact that he's saying shooting with what might be a hit uh, i just think that's par for the course um 
and he just he, he he wants to get out there, out of there. So it seems to me he wants to tell Dalton what he needs to hear, but I feel like it's just not the right information Dalton wants. Yeah, it isn't, and and that's what's going on here is that a Dalton has the story, and he has his his chief suspect sitting right in front of him. But uh, Ryan keeps going on these fantastical journeys with bows and arrows, and someone was brushing someone's hair, and all of this sort of sort of stuff. But what we're seeing is that there's some short term memory loss issues, and literally Ryan is saying, "What? Like, just tell me what I need to say so I can mm. get out of here and go to sleep." He's begging it. So this is a point where where some suspects can be manipulated saying well if you want to go out of here if you want to go home mm. to bed ryan tell me what i need to hear right now tell me tell me the truth to what you've done to mm. heather yeah and that's this is where it, it becomes persuasion and not just a an interview it was interesting um a couple of clips ago when he got up and he was really agitated and he was holding his side uh, uh was he did, do we know if he had cramps or something like that no, it's just, just I think the way he, he'd been sitting for quite a while, it's interesting that he's actually handcuffed to the desk because he actually did that himself. Mm. He didn't have those handcuffs on. I remember. And he, and he was playing with them. So mm. it's quite interesting that, that, that he is still uh, – tapered to the desk but it's um it's it's just that he he now has an adrenaline coursing because he has heard that his girlfriend is dead and he doesn't realize yet that he's he's the chief suspect but he's trying to sort of get this story out and we've got bows and arrows and hairbrushes and all weird and wonderful things coupled with it being christmas as well so there's be all these fantastical journeys in his brain that's happening and as you said if you get shot in the face with a revolver you're not sitting there being being questioned by a police officer mm. that's for sure mm. well look dalton is now going to start poking the holes in his story and see what happens and why would they come on christmas day i don't know i really don't know I really don't know did, did they break in or did you let them in i let them in and then what happened and they started shooting up the house with the gun? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what happened? That's it. What happened to Heather? Heather got shot. Where did she get shot? Inside the face once. She got shot inside of the face? Mm-hmm. How close, how close were you to her when she got shot in the face? It was after I got shot, so I didn't even hear anything. So you got shot first? Mm-hmm. And what happened? Did you fall to the ground? Yeah, I was trying to get up and shit, and I couldn't. I don't okay. know. And then she got shot? Mm-hmm. And what, why, what, what did you do? Nothing. Did you call 911? Uh-uh. Did you see if she was alive? She was sleeping still, and that's it. I just let her sleep. She got shot in the side of the face, and you let her sleep? Yes. This does not make sense, Ryan. I know. I didn't mean to, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know she was passing out. That's because I got shot wrong once, too, and I was going to pass out. Okay, this is now, not before. I don't know. You're saying right now you've been shot? Yes. In the eye? Yes. With a revolver? Yes. All right. You saw Richie and his dad shoot her. I missed that. You missed. They shot you first. Okay. She's under a blanket. 
Heather is? I'm asking you. Is she under a blanket? I don't know. You're saying she's in the living room? Uh-huh. She was. Okay. Do you remember what time did Richie and his dad come in? At 2 in the morning. No, you were here at 2 in the morning. I don't know exactly, man. I really don't know. You know Ashley. She's your roommate, right? Mm -hmm. She stays in the next room next next to you. No. No? Never Who is she then? His daughter. Whose daughter? Richie's dad's daughter. Is 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 Ashley? Mm-hmm. Richie's dad's daughter. Richie's dad's daughter is Ashley. Mm-hmm. Man, I swear, I don't know. I just want to go home and go to sleep, man. I don't know. Okay. She came home at 9.30 and you answered the door. And you were look, look like that at 9.30 at Christmas Day. For Ashley? Ashley came home. Okay. You let her in. All right. I don't remember. I don't know. Get your feet off my seat. Attention, Mr. Dalton. Richie's dad's daughter means Ashley is Richie's sister. It's not that hard, Amanda. <laughs> no, it's not, but like that's what we're dealing with here. So I just can't believe that. Absurd, I'm where I come time. from. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not tricky. I know that people have different relationships and everything, but yeah. Um, he said it in a weird means, way, Richie's dad's yeah. daughter, because he knows this guy's Richie's dad. Ashley is also Richie's dad's daughter, Richie's sister. You know, if this game's, guy's name is Rick, I might have missed the name. But, you know, um, Richie is Rick's daughter and so is Ashley. You know, he says it in yep. a weird way because of the relationship and the way he's mm -hmm. been talking about this guy. But it's still not hard to work out, detective. Uh, <laughs> No, it's not. And but but the interesting part in that is that he keeps coming back to two a.m. Ryan keeps saying this happened at two a.m. and Dalton goes, "No, it didn't, because you were here." And this recording is happening at ten to six in the morning, which just proves how long he's been in custody, begging to go to sleep. So, and you know, even if he'd been up all Christmas Day and everything, this is now the next morning, and so he has likely been awake for twenty-four hours, or maybe not at all. We really don't know. But he's begging to go to sleep, and Dalton's saying, "Yeah, you're not going anywhere." And now he's saying, "Get your feet off off my seats and all of that." So the it's gone from interview to interrogation like tenfold now because he's realizing that this is just going nowhere and that Ryan is just sort of trying to make it confusing. It's not confusing that Richie's <laughs> sister is the dad's daughter. I mean, it's not, it's not anything wrong there, you know, but it's just showing. But um, Alicia actually got home, sorry, Ashley got home at around 9 p.m. So they, they've sort of believed that this happened before 9, but that's all they kind of know. But um, yeah, but yeah. Um, and, and can we be sure it wasn't 2am the morning before, you know, like... It could be. It could be. Mm. Well, look, Dalton continues his recap of the story. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Ryan, you need to start telling me the truth because your story doesn't make sense. I'm trying, man. I don't know. Just ask me anything and I'll tell you the truth. Just ask me. Well, I'm trying to and you're not even coming close to the truth. 
Don't ask me what happened with you and Heather last night. Her dad came and shot the house. And shot her. Mm-hmm. Her dad. Now, Richie is her dad? Mm-hmm. Or Richie's her brother? Yeah, her dad. Her dad shot her. Mm-hmm. All right. And then leaves. Mm-hmm. And what did you do? I tried to go back to sleep. After you've been shot? Mm-hmm. In the eye? Mm-hmm. You didn't know enough to call 911? Mm-mm. Why did you call 911? Because I was just trying to go to sleep. That's it. You just saw Richie's and his dad shoot your girlfriend, and you just felt like you needed to go to sleep? Something like that. I don't know, man. I really don't. Ryan, look at me. Ryan. Yes. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Why did you shoot Heather, Ryan? I didn't shoot Heather. She was already shot once by her brother, I swear. Richie. Yes. Richie shot his own sister. Yes, I swear. That's it. So that not me. And you've been shot in the eye. Yes. That's it. Would you get up my table, please? My feet hurt, man. I don't know why. Okay, so now the story is Heather's father shot her? Yeah, so he is all over the place. So mm. he's getting more agitated and, and more sort of um, confused again. So that lucidity that he had before um, went when he started talking bows and arrows and things like that. You know, But he's trying to get more comfortable too. But Dalton, he's, he's just pushing. He just mm. says... Why did you shoot her? Let's just, you know, you're going to go to sleep. I'll let you go to sleep if you just answer me the number one question that I need to be asking you. Well, look, Dalton, in fairness, is totally confused and he decides to try something different. Let me see your nose. Put your, put your, legs, put your legs down. Put your legs down. Bring your face closer. Oh, my head hurts. Okay. Yeah, be, be right back. Okay, that's interesting. Dalton finally takes a look at Wallace's black eye and then leaves. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. it is interesting, Amanda. That's literally <laughs> what I said. <laughs> tell me, uh, you know, as John Travolta would say, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> well, he's finally, you know, this guy has been in custody for over six hours and they're finally saying, oh, maybe I should look at your eyes. So mm-hmm. um, he's interested in it, but... He's not a doctor, that's for sure. Yes, not a detective, huh? Uh, Look, Amanda, the suspense (laughs) is killing me, but let's see what happens next when Dalton returns three minutes later. Hey, Ryan? Yes? I got the fire department coming to take a look at it. They're going to probably take you to the hospital. Taking me to the hospital? Yeah, we're going to take you to the hospital. Why? Well, if you've seen your face and way you're doing things, it just doesn't make sense right now, okay? We're just going to make sure you're okay. I just want to go back to bed, man. Well, that's the problem. If you have some kind of head injury, you shouldn't be sleeping, okay? Well, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. There you go. 
I'm not a detective, but I figured that out last episode, Amanda, that this guy should not be in an interrogation room right now. No, he shouldn't be, and he hasn't caught an ambulance. He's, he's called the fires, but instantly, oh, we maybe probably shouldn't have you handcuffed, and maybe there's something going on, and maybe after six hours of you being in custody, someone should have t- had a look at you sometime before this, and now I think you might have a head injury. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Um mm. You know, he's not he's not good on, on clues, I have to say that. We literally talked about concussion last episode. Well, while they wait for the fireys, Dalton asks a few more questions and he's now going down a very different direction. Okay. Did you go back to bed after the shooting? Mm-hmm. All right. Did you and Heather have a relationship? Not after the shooting, no. No, 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 not after the shooting, before the shooting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So she was your girlfriend? Kind of, not really. And did... Why did Richie and her dad, why did Richie shoot you and then shoot her? Doesn't make sense. They came in shooting at everybody. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I really don't know why. Okay, and it's Heather's brother, Richie? Mm-mm. And you said it was it was Heather's dad. Is it Heather's dad or is it just Richie and his dad? Richie and his dad. It has nothing to do with Heather. Okay, Heather is... Not related to Richie or the dad. Mm-mm. And when did Richie live with you? I don't know, like a week, man. When? When? I don't know. Like a week ago? Two weeks ago? A month ago? Maybe. Okay. We're going to get the fire department to come in and take a look at you. Probably they're going to take you to the hospital, okay? Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, they're going to take care of you. All right, just, just stay right there. A bit of a change in the story there, Amanda. Um, very interesting to see the different way Dalton is treating him, certainly not having a go at Walla for putting his feet on the table. Exactly. I was going to point that out too. It is very different. And he and Dalton is still confused that Richie and his dad is Ashley's family. He's still not got that part right yet. But um, he's realising now that there is a lot more going on here than he realised. And so um, he's trying to now figure out what Ryan has said in all this time is actually truth and what's not because he's not able to answer things that aren't sort of further long term so but he knows that something's happened now and I I thought it was a bit strange that um Ryan said no I didn't have relations with her after she was shot he was thinking in a different way than Dalton was but I Mm. I, I thought that was a bit weird and a bit funny but um Mm. yeah but now he can put his feet up so it's it's interesting that he realizes something's going on that Ryan isn't telling him and he realizes that maybe he does need to get his head injuries checked. Well, let's have a look at what happens when the fire brigade arrive. 
Anthony, you're not going to believe this one. I can't believe it either. You're right. I've already heard the story. I can't believe it. Uh, this is just my observations that this might be an entrance, this might be an exit, this might be into his eye. And he's acting uh, like he has a serious head injury, which would make sense. So. But you guys confirm, Brian. Yeah, we'll take them. I don't know why. Yeah, we can tell. Did that all? Has it been like that before? Or just happened tonight. Like this for like a day or so. What? So it happened what? The other night. I don't know. You don't know what happened. Were there guns around? This kid Eric did it. I don't know how he did it exactly. I might have been shot. I don't know. I really don't know. Are you waiting on? I don't know. It looks like it went right through, huh? Yeah, it might have. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just do blood pressure on it. Not what you do. So, I got these guys for you last night. Where are you from, man? Do you live in town? Or? I was born in Michigan. We're um, from here. You got his name and everything? Yeah, I got it. Do you have the in-laws in town for Christmas? Huh? Do you have the in-laws in town or anything? Uh, done? Huh? Okay. 124 over 70. 82 strong and regular. Where? Where are they? You're right here. Where are we going? We're going to go to the hospital. Get checked out, bro. Look like he got shot right in the face. Oh, no. So, he did get shot. There's, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how much more to say, but, uh, yeah, so it's suddenly you can see that they had changed. They had a whole team there for him. So um, it's weird, though, that in all of his confusion, he noticed that the BP cuff had finished before the fiery did, which was, which was quite funny. Um, but it's, it's because the fiery was staring at his face because it is that messed up and so horrific. Um, and it's amazing that Dalton's, yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely been talking strange. And it's like, mate, you could have stopped this an mm. hour ago in 
interview. You could have stopped this six hours ago when you all looked at him for the first time and, and rather than making assumptions, maybe just like try and do a bit more than, than the clues that you were given because, yeah, it's we're taking a corner here. So uh, does that mean Dalton does now think he's a victim and not the perpetrator? Well, he doesn't know. He knows that he's been shot. Does it mean that Heather shot him? Was this a domestic violence that happened? He still doesn't know what happens, but he believes that there could be an entry, an exit wound, and a secondary gunshot to him that he he believes could indeed have, have happened whenever this happened. So it's interesting, isn't it, that the delay in getting this guy to the hospital... It's a massive delay. You know, we, we think it could have happened days ago. You know, at least six hours ago, he should have gone and been checked out before they did any of this because um, I, the, the black eye alone tells you that this boy has a um, a, a serious head in injury, you know, because you don't get that, that blacker eye that swollen without it being some sort of hard hit or something else. A gunshot would do that. And so they, you know, all of this should have been held. Yes, they needed to get evidence and stuff, but they did a pretty poor effort of that as well. But this guy, for every moment that he has his head injury that's not being treated because there's swelling of the brain can happen, um, which can cause amnesia, it, it can uh, cause seizures, it can cause a whole lot, lot of things. He could have, like, just dropped dead from a head injury just there because mm. um, they didn't do their, their, their safety first, basically, that they're supposed to do. They have to make sure that them and their, their suspects are in the right frame of mind this kid was not in the right frame of mind through any of this interview i mean i was not even watching this i was listening to it on, on headphones while i was doing 12 other things and about 10 minutes in i went yep something else is going on here so i was one of those that googled so all of those that haven't googled thank thank you for not doing that and you've come on this journey because robert doesn't know either but um it's just interesting how there is so many alarm bells in this and there is so many points that they could have checked this and, and, and seen what else there was and they haven't and now they're at this point that their suspect is going to hospital. Well, Amanda, I would like to say that I did pick up on the fact that something was wrong and I started, there were many times during his testimony I believed him and actually stuck up for him saying, well, I can understand that. Uh, now, I didn't think he'd been shot because, like, Dalton, I thought, well, if you're shot, you're not here. But I did think I was trying to work out why he might be making those assumptions. But I certainly, um, something didn't seem quite right here. And I don't know whether that's because you implanted in me that there would be a twist and I was overly looking for it or whether yeah. that just came naturally. But uh, I will be honest, this next section I haven't read because I wasn't allowed to know what happened. So Amanda has written this, and I'm going to find out at exactly the same time as you as to what actually happened. Here we go. Richie Carver and his father, Larry, attempted to break into Ryan's Arizona home on the evening of December 23, 2006. That was two and a half days before the crime was discovered. Ryan heard the men try to get in and went to see what was happening. Richie fired a gun through the window and hit Ryan in the face. Assuming Ryan was dead, Heather was then also shot because she was a witness. The men then stole computer equipment and a number of firearms before leaving. 
After the interrogation we just went through, Ryan was admitted to hospital as a major trauma. He had multiple surgeries and lost his left eye, as well as part of his brain. He would next suffer seizures for the next decade, and on January 21, 2016, following a severe seizure, he passed away. Richie and Larry Carver were sentenced to life imprisonment. Amanda, was there any fallout for the way this case was handled? Uh, well, yes, there was because um, the Carver family decided that they had um, proof that it wasn't them because, you know, uh, the police had, had believed that um, Ryan was the perpetrator and so they went down those sorts of, of, of lines of investigation uh, trying to prove that, you know, there was no proof that they were there but Ryan was there and that they had the story right. So it was about sort of leaning on Dalton's um, interrogation to actually say, well, you know, don't you guys get it right? You know, because if you got it wrong then, maybe you got it wrong this time and so they played with all of that mm. and just tried to sort of do this whitewash of, of the case but um yeah so so um ryan didn't have drugs in his system he wasn't drunk he hadn't been partying this this was just a young guy with his girlfriend who were just celebrating christmas together so i know that we've sort of tried to demonize him a bit through this to, to throw some red herrings in but i want you guys to know that i knew that this was what what it was playing out as i just wanted to throw you guys off the center a little bit and not play him as the victim that he truly and honestly is. So I hope you guys will forgive me for um, sort of giving you this sort of um, trick of a case. But I just but I that's, found this that's one key so here fascinating. because, like the investigators, we have to go through the scenario. What is absolutely apparent by this is the lack of medical care. Even if he was the perpetrator, he's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, and he was not given proper medical procedures. So the idea that he was sitting in this, uh, he was waiting for six hours before he was brought in for questioning. And during questioning, the officer investigating didn't look, that was ages into it. There was obviously something wrong. Now, I admit, I tried to blame drugs or something like this because he wasn't yeah. coherent. He wasn't making sense. And I talked about concussion in episode one, but the way he was saying bows and arrows and all these kind of things just made me think, well, uh, you know, like maybe it was drugs and that was me trying to piece together things. But the, a simple medical procedure would have seen that something pretty drastic had happened to this guy. This is, this exactly. is incompetence. Yep. It is, and police officers have first aid because they often have to treat their their, their fallen comrades at, at the same time. They need to know how to do first aid for gunshot wounds and all of this sort of stuff. It's a gunshot wound. He should know, regardless that he says, you know, it was a revolver and he shot me in the face, and he goes, well, if he shot you in the face, you'd be mm. dead now. He was literally the walking dead, this poor kid. And I, you know, I've had such sympathy for him and I've hated to have, have been demonising him, but this this is what we see because let's face it, he, he could have come out of that interrogation and said, yeah, Dalton just did, did that to me. You know, there's this sort of stuff that that can happen as well. But the fact that, you know, he decides right at the end, no, like I'm getting confused by Richie's father's daughter, um, that that's confusing him enough that he sort of gets slightly confused for a moment that then he goes, no, there's something else going on here. But there is so many times during that, like, as I said, it took me about 10 minutes in and I wasn't even looking at the screen when I I was first playing this and I could tell from his speech patterns and and those on, on the podcast will hear it too you can hear those speech patterns there's repetitiveness, there is a desperation to get in there and mm. the pressure in that poor guy's brain would have been 
immeasurable. He is in so mm. much pain that he he did sleep for two and a half days. He's been unconscious, bleeding on on the floor, and apparently he he got up and went to bed, not realizing that his his girlfriend's there. They could have been saved if someone sort of knew or heard it or or, or knew what was going on. So the fact he's saying it happened at two a.m. He would have checked the check the time to see. I can hear. Well, I asked you. Time. you know, I said, could that, that have been two a.m. the day before? I I I, yeah, I said possibly. <laughs> just, I know. There's so many times that I could have gone blah 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 blah. Yeah, but, I didn't but the thing to... about that is Dalton never thought about that. Look, here's the thing. I, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, because this is fascinating to me. So next episode, uh, we might replace the news section or just do this as part of an item in the news section. I want to look at the fallout from this case and what happened. So I'm going to go Googling for some news reports and things like that. And I want to have a chat with you about what happened with Dalton, what happened, uh, you know, uh, once this guy died and what was found out, what was the community reactions? Because I feel like this story would have gone gangbusters big um with, yeah. with just the well, way this Ryan's guy was treated dad, yeah well ryan's dad has has made sure that this has been out out there so he's actually been an advocate for his son before he died and after he died so because uh this severely disabled ryan to a point of um needing care so um mm. and had they yes there is two and a half days that that we well two days that we can't account for that they didn't get help, but the six hours that he's been in police custody, there is, there's got to be someone in that police department somewhere that should have gone. Shit, look at his face. Yeah, yeah. you know these are police officers. They see gunfire. So yeah. Mm. So now I can be angry and I can sort of let it all out now. All right. Well, next episode we are going to just do a bit of a wrap up on that front. So not the actual confession and the interrogation, but actually the aftermath. And I think this will be an interesting thing for us to do. And next week, I also think we are bringing back emergency calls, Amanda. <laughs> yes, we are. And we have some fascinating calls and you guys are going to hate me and love me. And it's just going to be amazing. And one of them is going to make your heart sing. And one of them, you will probably sob like I did doing it. So I, I warn you guys now, I did cry doing one of these cases in next week's episode. Okay, can't, I seriously can't wait. The emergency calls, uh, I really enjoy those episodes. That will be next week on Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions. Don't forget to throw us a few shekels by going to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions. Look at the tiers. There's something for everyone's budget. And for video access, just go to mwm.uscreen.io. Do it now. See you next week. 